time for Steve Stebbing now, though. And what the hell should we watch this weekend? Speaking of crazy, Steve is here. How's Ben Tickton? Yeah, Ben Tickton's all right. It's um, same old, same old. Very good. Penticton-y? It's cold. What I say? Cold. The wind oh, yeah. is so cold right now. Yeah. Yeah. How cold, Steve? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it just kicked up a... I feel like you're mocking me on that one, but uh, I am between two <laughs> lakes, so you I are. do get some cold winds, and yeah. I live in a wind tunnel, so... It's true. Um, it's minus 14 it's, with the wind chill. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's minus 6 out here, and then minus 14 with the wind chill, yeah. Yeah, minus 8, actually. Yeah, it's a little cold. colder than you thought. Do you want to know the wind chill where we are? <laughs> no, that's okay. I've heard, I've heard the rumor. Minus 37. <laughs> yeah, that's ugly. That's ugly. Edmonton's about the same. Winnipeg's about the same. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my weather can beat up your weather. Okay. Um, what the hell should we watch this weekend? You are very excited to go um, see this particular movie. Ryan was more excited that you were going to see this particular movie. Although, I have to say, Ryan hasn't stopped talk about stop talking about 80 for Brady all week. I think he's his movie of the year. <laughs> I love I it. So. Ooh, wow, it's early, but I know. So my full letterbox review is just going to be my entire list for the year is just going to be 80 for Brady 80. He was 80 there times. on uh, on his Tinder oh, wow. account looking wow. for dates. Um not the case. Okay, anyway, uh first movie Cocaine <laughs> Bear. Oh Jesus. Beth, we should go. <laughs> I know what it is. It's a bear on cocaine. Yeah, speaking of snow, um, <laughs> this oh, movie. Jeez. Yeah, right. I, Good I, start. I I can bring some of that energy. Um, yeah, this, I, I mean, the most insane thing about this movie is the fact that it's inspired by a true story of a bear that ingested a bunch of cocaine. Uh, unfortunately, that that bear, that bear did die from ingesting that, and I believe it's on display somewhere in Kentucky or something like that, um, where you can actually see the real cocaine bear. But uh, this is a crazy ensemble movie that plays into the, the black comedy of it all. Um, I just got out of the movie myself, and I thought it was really fun. It's funny. It's just completely ridiculous but it takes its premise and it goes hard with it and i really have to appreciate that especially that this comes from uh, um actress uh, elizabeth banks who to this point um i knew from doing a couple of the pitch perfect movies and uh charlie's angels reboot and i had no idea that she had this movie in her and uh yeah keep doing movies like this because it's fun it is really self-aware and yeah, i enjoyed every second of it all right there you go cocaine bear ryan you satisfied you going to see it this weekend i am certainly going to go try to see it this weekend there it we looks it, like it looks like a bad horror movie which we don't get enough of these days and uh i could use a fresh one instead of watching the same there ones from the 1980s over and over there you go see exciting cocaine and bears Next on the list, <laughs> we have a ghost. 
Yeah, we really do. And this is a f- another fun movie from a uh, horror comedy director, Christopher Landon, who has already brought us Freaky and Happy Death Day and the sequel, Happy Death Day to you. And uh, this is playing uh, more to the PG-13 side of things as we follow a family that moves into a, a definitely haunted looking house. And they do have a ghost. His name is Ernest, but he is not really that scary and the teenager that comes across him at first in the family decides that he's going to kind of help him uh solve whatever thing is keeping him uh down on earth and and not uh moving to the next plane of existence and the ghost is played by david harbour who honestly could sell pretty much everything to me except for hellboy which was awful but I mean, this is a couple months out of him playing a kick-ass Santa in Violent Night, uh, which I'll be talking about next week for the Blu-ray release. Uh, and yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's cute. It's heartwarming. Uh, again, like Cocaine Bear, it's really self-aware of what kind of a movie it is and, and what kind of audience is playing to. Uh, and I really dug the heck out of it. All right, there we go. What else should we watch this weekend? SteveStebbing.ca is the website to follow along to everything that Steve gets up to. Um, there's a text message for you, Ryan, uh, that is from Bill in Hamilton. He says, 80 for Brady was a great movie. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I'm so glad I saw it. <laughs> Next on the list, Juniper. I'm surprised you've sent him away to boarding school. He always said it ruined your life. Keeps him out of trouble. Why did you come here? <laughs> I'd have some small talk first. You have a broken leg and you and Dad hate each other. No, I don't hate him. All right. What is Juniper? Yeah, this is a, a Kiwi drama, which uh, I always love films that are uh, little independent films that are made of Australia or or New Zealand. Uh, and this one has the incredible Charlotte Rampling, just a veteran actress who's been doing films for decades in memorable roles, uh, basically playing the grandmother of a teenager who is on a self-destructive path, gets kicked out of school um, and... Uh, has a lot of like emotional issues and uh, is forced to take after uh, take care of his grandmother in her uh in her last remaining time uh, before she passes away and uh i feel like this movie is good they the actors did a good job the script is interesting but it just doesn't do enough to separate itself from other films of this like I, i i think when you think of any of these um you know the relationships that that heal both characters and and cause them to be better people or move on to their next plane of existence in a, in a different better way i don't know this one just doesn't stick around in memory at all and i just i just think it just wasn't well fleshed out enough character wise and i think that's why it's kind of forgettable all right now next on the list on the tv and the streaming on crave steve stebbing is unrelated to cocaine bear Party Down, Season 3. Hello, Party Down Catering. Yes, of course we're open for business. I just need your event info, and I will help you get the party started. 
Oh, it's dancing. Uh, tell us about Party Down, Season 3 on Crave. This is a show that uh, originally aired uh, at the at the uh, kind of the midpoint of 2009 and aired for two seasons and got canceled. Uh, but it was audiences absolutely loved it, critically acclaimed. But for some reason, just the numbers didn't add up for the network and they cancel it. Well, now Stars is bringing it back for a third season due to everybody kind of demanding that it comes back and it's basically a show about a, a group of caterers that are also uh struggling performers within hollywood either writers or actors or, or, or producers that just haven't found their break yet and i mean the cast in this like when it came out in 2009 they weren't super huge yet but i mean adam scott's in this one ken marino ryan hansen jane lynch martin Starr, lizzie kaplan so many great guest stars in this one i was honestly late to the game i didn't watch the show when it came out so i kind of played the catch-up game so i could get to season three and i i'm kicking myself because like i should have been championing this show just with like everybody else because it's hysterically funny it feels very irreverent and off the cuff a lot and it plays to all of these actors great strengths so i I really love it. There we go. Steve Stebbing, what the hell should we watch this weekend? And um, and uh, chatting about all the things. Okay, Apple TV Plus, You, uh, you if you've got it. Uh, it's. I always find the inventory very limited on Apple TV Plus, but the shows that are there that are worth watching are worth going for. Uh, let's find out if this one is another one of those, The Reluctant Traveler. There is a world outside the resort. We always try to find a positive way. Pura Vida. Pura Vida. It's about what's really important. Nature, family, the friends that I met. All right, tell us about it. Is it worth it? Yeah, this one's interesting because uh, with the name The Reluctant Traveler, you're like, oh, great, another travel show. Like, why why would I be interested in this? And there's one reason that it was interesting to me, because I would skip this one otherwise. Eugene Levy is the host of this one. And, I mean, this guy has been one of the kings of comedy for me since I used to rush home from school to watch reruns of SCTV. Um, like, he, he means a lot as far as comedy goes. So um, how do you follow up Shit's Creek? Well, you go and you go travel around the world and uh, do it as a person. And he admits this, that doesn't even really want to travel. He doesn't want to leave his house. He doesn't want to leave his living room. And now he's on the road going to uh, everywhere around the world. Episode one is in Finland and basically going as far out of his comfort zone as he can. And honestly, with with Eugene's charm, it really, really works. Um, if you're a fan of his humor, you will dig this one. It's very sweet and lighthearted. Um, but yeah, if you just can't get, get into another travel show, that's the only conduit that I can say would help you. All right. All right, there you go. Okay, it is a Blu-ray kind of day. Let's get one of these quickly here before we're done. Steve's Choice, Empire of Light, The Inspection, or is it Nocebo? Nocebo? Uh, which one do you pick? Uh, Empire of Light, let's go with. Let's hit it. Look around you. This whole place is for people who want to escape. People who don't belong anywhere else. How do you feel? I do feel a bit numb, I suppose. The world is changing. It seems like it's quite the drama of the things in the drama. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it is. It is a British drama. Uh, it's uh, it's set uh, 1980, 1981 and follows uh, Olivia Coleman's character, who is a, a movie theater manager uh, at the Empire Theater and uh, who has gone through things in her life. She was uh, they allude to the fact that she was committed in a hospital for a bit and she has that that like a borderline personality disorder and um, just following her life. That is not exactly what she wanted to be until she comes across uh, a, a new coworker that kind of gives her a, a new renewal on life and, uh, and kind of like a rebirth of feeling like a better person. And uh, I, the critics really savaged this movie. Um, if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes, it's it's like rotten at like 48%. And I don't really understand it. I think Olivia Coleman's incredible in it. Uh, it's directed by Sam Mendes, who I always like as a director. And it's shot by Roger Deakins, who is, in my mind, the greatest living cinematographer today. Uh, and every shot is incredible. And just kind of being based around theaters and based around the cinema and everything, I just I feel like a, a, a kinship to this movie. Um, that maybe my kind of self bias coming into it, but I really dug Empire of Light. It's available now on Disney Plus if you don't want to pick it up on Blu-ray, and I honestly think it's really worth a watch. There it goes, SteveStebbing.ca. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Some ideas for you if you're riding out snowstorms in Vancouver or shoveling out the cold in Southern Ontario.